0: Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the truth about wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. Hey guys.
1: Hello Wendy. Hey Wendy, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing doing very well.
0: All right. What do we got on tap for today?
2: Well, we 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 thought we'd do an update. We th- through through the podcast a couple of years. We we always sometimes share with our audience what we're hearing in, in, out there. So what clients are sharing with us. What their concerns are, uh, the questions about what's, what's really going on, doubts about things they're doing as business owners or as, as investors. So I thought, I, I thought we shared today some of the, of the last few months. Uh, I think everyone realizes we're in a very interesting world right now and, and more people are more concerned about it. And what triggered this was I spoke at a conference just, just last week in California. With a group of sixty people, and the questions I got and the concerns that were shared, well, kind of blew me away a little bit. So I said, "You know what? We should probably have another another podcast and talk about what we're hearing and what 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 questions people are asking us as practitioners for, like what should I do now type of a type of thing." I know, Michael, you. I'm not sure you're hearing the same thing, but that's what I I keep saying.
1: Well, I mean, I wasn't at that conference that that you spoke at, so I'm I'm actually really interested to hear what people that what they were asking but certainly yes we were hearing similar themes from a lot of our clients just in our client meetings and you know obviously with what's going on um out in the in the world geopolitically i mean as we're recording this this is i think about a week or two from uh the hamas um you know invasion of israel and the ukraine war is still in full force and so you know a lot of things going on and uh we're hearing a lot of questions from clients and things like that so so yeah i think this is a good a good update to, to, to sure. give to everybody. Yeah, and, and let me give you a, a a quick answer to
2: to where we feel the world is. We've never been here before. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Stuff is going on we've never seen before, where interest rates are, uh, the cycles, the global issues, this this is a brand new world that we're we're all facing together. And from that conference, I said stuff from a, a couple of people. So the question I got was okay, John what's really going on? Is there something I should be preparing for? Is there something I should prepare for to protect my family? What are you guys recommending your families to do that hire you? How do we, how do we protect our kids? How do we protect our grandkids? And I'm saying, wow, these are really tough questions to answer. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you how I answered it. I said, I'm going to give you one recommendation. You got. To, you've got to revisit everything you've done in your financial world. You need to get a circle of wagons with all your current advisors, CPAs, attorneys, financial uh, planners, financial advisors that manage your your portfolios. You need to circle the wagons and sit with each one of them and say, "Hey, what 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 should I be changing? Uh, i.e., my, my with my state documents. What should I be changing with my?" business models, my, my structure, is there something I should be looking at? And and I'm and I'm afraid that there's not a lot of good focus on that that, that I that I sense from anybody we're working with. Is they're, they're, they're still confused about what they should be doing with current tax laws. Like what's changing in Washington? Are they going to change these estate tax laws next week? How do I address that? How do I how do I manage that? Because between the Democrats and the Republicans, there's always a battle on 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 everything. But there's one thing that I'm very clear about, he said to me, is his taxes are not going to go down. Because we have to pay for all this debt and they're going to come
1: after everybody for more taxes. How do I how do I protect my future success of my family? Yeah, I mean that's that's you mentioned the estate tax laws. Um and again, we're still a couple of years out from uh, a lot of the provisions of the Trump tax cuts of, of them sunsetting. And, and again, the major one that we talk a lot about with our families that are facing estate tax exposure is right now we have uh, basically the highest estate tax and gift tax exemption that we've ever had, meaning the amount that you can transfer to the next generation before you pay gift or estate taxes. That in at the end of 2025 will sunset and will be basically cut in half plus some inflation adjustments. So we're not Hundred percent sure where that that will settle into, but it's going to be less than it is today currently. And again, we've talked about this a good amount, I think, on prior podcasts. But we're still getting a lot of con- having a lot of conversations with our families around the best way to use that. Should I use that now uh, before it it sunsets, or are we in good shape? Do I need to really be worried about that? So, kind of to your point, that I think if if you feel like you are in a situation where you might have a estate tax exposure maybe not today but in another couple years when this law sunsets um, and you're on that cusp of that threshold which is probably going to be around let's say 12 to 13 million dollars per couple that you could transfer to the next generation and if that's your net worth um, and you're around there i would have those conversations with your advisor team because again it still comes up almost daily i think for us so Another question that was
2: asked at, at that conference was why are my advisors not being proactive on the things you're talking about? And unfortunately that's, that's the world we live in. If, if you think about how your current advisors work, like let, I'll pick on attorneys because Michael's an attorney. Um, why? Just because you like picking I, on I me? like picking on attorneys. So attorneys really are hired to do a certain project or a task and they do the Project and test. They charge you their their fees to do that, and they and they move on to another client. So they really don't call you on a monthly basis. And say, hey, hey, John, what's going on? We should be looking at these things, these things, those things. Then it's they're, they're really not designed to do that. So it's not their fault. CPAs also are the same. They're very very busy all year. They file tax returns all the time. They're not, they don't have a lot of free time to do a lot of stuff. So our, our the way we built our advisor community is a challenge to we see with, with clients. And that came up at this conference. He goes, Why why are they that be proactive on these things you're talking about? Is it left up to me to do that? And I said, Yes, it is. Unfortunately. But I don't know what to ask. I, I don't even know what the issues are. I, I don't know what I don't know. So how do I how do I do it? So I I saw this. Wow, this this that that was a moment I said, okay, uh, this this is something we need to address. So I spent a good 15 minutes talking to this group about the proactivity and their responsibility to do that. And they got they've got to start reading about things. They started they have to start educating themselves about what's going on. I know it's tough, it's a lot of complex uh, uh, financial issues they have to try to understand. But if they're really serious about protecting their family wealth and protecting what's going on around them, they really start need to be getting involved and understanding more. They can't rely on anybody to help them through that because our, our communities are not designed that way. Not, you know, these CPAs and attorneys are bright people, but their job is not, not designed to to pick up the phone and call you because they charge by the hour. They charge by the minute. Charge, some, some attorneys charge by the minute. So, so it's one of those things where they're not designed to do that. So, so one of the challenges is as an as investor, as a business owner, as someone that is that is trying to pass wealth to the next generation, you, you need to be proactive and start circle the wagons with your advisors and ask them for your help. It might cost you a few extra dollars, but I think it's worth it. Uh, again going back to why we built Copper Beach that's what we get hired to do for these families we act as that family CFO we take charge of all that because I saw a weakness years ago about that but it's more prevalent now than I've ever seen before after almost 40 years of this business Mike I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that
1: well I think uh, yeah we we talk about that a lot and and you know hopefully it resonates with our audience but yeah I mean that the the advisor community is um in many ways it, Particularly, well, it's a couple of things. If you are on the higher end of the wealth and income spectrum, there, from our experience, there's uh, less uh, advisors in the community that are maybe fully aware of all the options that that community may have to help with those things you talked Correct. about. That so that so that's a challenge number one. Um, we talked about the plateauing effect a lot in terms of advisors. You know, maybe maybe really good in a certain. Uh, segment of whether it be income or or type of client that they may be working with. And if you've maybe moved away from that, they may just not be in, again, very bright, but may not be the best fit for you anymore. And that that's natural. That happens um, in a lot of contexts. Uh, so that's one. I think that if we talked about on the last podcast, I remember um, in the CPA community, you told that story on about the, uh, the CPA, the younger guy, CPA that you met who was i think he was a full-time cpa but he also had you know he was making a lot of money as a bodybuilder uh, as a i guess an influencer on social media um so now you know we talked about having a lot of there's now more competition i know in the cpa worlds they're under a lot of pressure uh, because they're having a hard time recruiting younger talent out of college and you know maybe the ones that want to be influencers to to some degree it's it's a challenge out there now so again to your point that you have to be proactive because a lot of the advisor community out there they're they're stressed out amongst themselves too. They've got a lot of clients that they're trying to work with, and again, getting back to that law sunset on the tax side, I've we we've had uh, some conversations with uh, CPAs, advisors, valuation experts. So when you are going to be doing some gifting and maybe taking advantage of this increased exemption amount you're likely going to have to hire valuation companies to make sure that they're adequately reporting the value of whatever you're going to be transferring to the next generation that's an important component we had a call a couple of weeks ago with a valuation uh, expert and and she told us she says you know it's really good that you guys are dealing with this now as opposed to sometime in 2025 because I, I, you know, our people in our industry, we're going to be working 24 seven because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to finally realize, okay, this law is going to sunset. These laws are going to change. I'm going to need to, um, and now we need to get all this stuff valued. And she's, she said, she's, you're either going to pay, those people are either going to pay a lot more because we're going to have to increase our prices because there's just going to be so much demand, or we're just going to have to tell people we don't have the time. So again, being proactive, if that's a concern of yours and your family start now um, So, because in two years it just might it might be too late, even if the laws haven't changed. It's just to get everything done is going to take a lot of time. So, you know, be, be proactive. A little long winded there, but just kind of reiterate what you were saying, Doc.
2: Yeah, and, and just to just to keep going here. Two of the other questions I I got from a couple folks was, what's this gold and silver thing, John, and and these alternative investments? Yeah, what are they? What how, how come I don't have any of them? So, so I don't know your current advisor, but but there seems to be interest now in things other than stock bonds, and cash. Somebody asked me about artwork. Someone asked me about uh private debt, private equity. How do they get involved Commod- in this? Commodities, commodities? probably a lot of times. So it. there's a lot of a lot of lack of knowledge out there on what's available to really diversify portfolios. So I got it, I didn't get in a lengthy conversation, but I talked about gold particularly, that we have a gentleman, Andy Shekman, who's spoke on a couple of our podcasts already. And I love how he positioned gold. And I shared it with this group. I said, gold is not an investment. Gold is, is a stored value of wealth. It's been around for 5,000 years. People keep gold, hold gold, just to protect their wealth over, over the next 20, 30 years. So it should be part of your portfolio. I, yeah, you know, Full transparency, I buy gold. Because I think it's, a, it's one of those balancing... Asset classes that again, if you think about stored value, that's how I look at it. I don't look at, I don't watch gold prices every day. I could care less, but I'm going to move that that value of that asset to my children, to my grandchildren, and it just protects the wealth. So, so they were they were kind of interested in that. And then I talked about silver being probably the better investment because silver is such a low value. And silver silver is more of an industrial kind of a, a, a metal that could be used other than it's just. Your know, gold coins, as an example, now, you, it's involved in telecommunications. It's involved in cell phones, in missiles. It's, I mean, they use silver everywhere. So silver has a very, very different value before it is, and I think, it's, and I think it's a lower value. And I, I, I think it's a good opportunity to maybe take take a look at. But that 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 was one of their like questions. Okay, so what about oil and gas? I I I bought those oil wells uh, here. So, so yeah, you know, well, why should I continue to do that? I said, well, if you believe that oil is going to be around forever, it could be a good solid investment long term to balance stock bonds, and cash. Um, and there's tax benefits. And there's benefits, tax benefits on the income distribution. So there is support from a tax planning standpoint to buy oil and gas as a strategy. So there's other factors involved. And it, it was kind of interesting how they're they're unaware of this. They, they're not they're not they're not they're not understanding it. Their advisors aren't bringing it to their attention. So I told them to go do their research.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I think like, that's a, like, a, like a like a father. Well, I would do your own research. That's there. a general, I, I think, theme that we even even again, I wasn't a part of that conference, but the conversations we've been having with families about their the investment world, their portfolios these days. Again, we we talked about the geopolitical stresses that we're under now, economically you know we're we're still at very high interest rate environment um again as we're recording this there's you know uh i, I think one war I, I guess you can call the is israel hamas engagement i don't know if you call it the war at this point but there's a lot of things that are happening and that that is we are seeing a lot more interest in looking at maybe those other asset classes like you mentioned precious metals you know oil and gas you know, different just the conversation seems to be shifting a little bit in terms of you know where we've been the last 10 years. you know, there's still recession worries as we're recording this. Um, you know, so that it's how do we position our portfolios to take advantage of this has really been I think we've been we've always had those conversations with clients. It's always important to stay on top of that, but a little different I think than we've had in the past. so that's that's a good conversation. One
2: of the other questions I had ha- had
1: received from, from
2: one one particular person is is about real estate. They they, they read an article that yeah. um, the previous administration or the current administration, I'm sorry, was trying to get rid of what was referred to as the step up in basis on day day of death on an asset. They're trying to eliminate that, which would be a big hit to the estate planning piece. So Michael could, could talk about that further. So he was very concerned that because he owned a lot of a lot of assets with high, he a lot of real estate that appreciated tremendously over the last 20, 30 years. And he was concerned about the capital gain tax because they want, they want to pump that up to a higher level as well. Mm-hmm. So tax seems to be a hot button as well. Um, they're, they're all concerned about what's that going to look like down the road. I wish I had a crystal ball. I do not know what it's going to look like, but I do know and everyone I think will agree that the only way we drive revenues to our to our country is through taxation. That's not a good thing to to, to focus on. But that's the only way we're going to survive. Pay this debt down, or so you print more money. We print has, more money, which, which hasn't has worked issues. there real well. Yeah. So so that's why I said this is a new horizon for all of us. So I yeah. said to them, I said you have to be more focused on. It's not what you make; it's what you keep. So you know, put more in your 401k plans if you can. Put more in your tax efficient annuities that you might have. Uh, uh, there's other opportunities out there that are more tax efficient I can't get into it in detail in this podcast but there are other there are other avenues to do advanced t- tax planning that we share with our families that that we work with uh and we work with their advisors to accommodate that so so taxes is a focus and they're all extremely concerned about that so that was another you know another hot button but everyone's looking for answers and I don't think anybody has any answers but I do believe in diversifying Strategy. In other words, you just can't have your eggs in one, one one bucket. You really have to. You really have to diversify. So if you're not diversified as a portfolio, go back to your financial advisor and say, "How can I be more diversified for safety? How do we have more leverage on what we're doing for asset classes? Like, should I buy commodities in my portfolio? Should I buy uh, other asset classes that are not?" In my portfolio currently, so go back and push back at your advisor and, and challenge them on what else they could be possibly helping you out with.
1: Yeah, I think another thing that's that's come up a lot I know is um, liquidity. I know that that's a you know, again kind of related to yeah. the investment piece and in, in terms of um, staying liquid. Again, being being nimble, given where we are economically, uh, that tends to be a theme that we're seeing is is families are, and clients are more interested in in looking at that. And again, one of the I guess you could say the benefits of where we are interest rate wise is that, you know, for a lot of years in the past when interest rates were very low, clients didn't really have an option and to generate a significant yield if they wanted to keep assets liquid in a cash or money market or CD type of position because rates were so low. Now, you know, the 10 year, I think as we're recording this is probably right around 5%. So families and clients now have the ability to stay a little bit more liquid and still generate a, a decent yield where they haven't in the past. So that's that, again, has been a theme that we're seeing, I think, a little bit more and having co- more conversations with clients um, around. And uh, you know, again, if you have a US Treasury, that's a fairly safe uh, asset. And again, nothing's ever guaranteed, but that's a a relatively safe asset to park your money in. A lot of clients are saying, maybe we just want to see where this is all going to go. I'm going to leave maybe some assets in that liquid treasury type of position and and keep it there. And, you know, if I'm getting 5% as an mm-hmm. example, that's not, that's not terrible. So that's a, another theme or conversation we've been having. Yeah. And uh, I, I was
2: speaking on, on the estate side of the world with this group as well. And I talked about that our families that Michael and I and work with here at Copper Beach are very, very focused on asset protection for a bunch of reasons, one primarily is to protect the wealth that they've created but also protect what I refer to as in-laws and outlaws. It's kind of a joke, but that's what we call them. Um, so what once I opened that gate, I had tons of questions about okay, so John, tell me about this asset protection is that in trusts? is it is that gifted assets to to my kids? so, so they're all they are all very confused on the techniques that are pretty routine in the estate planning world for asset protection. And they all said the same thing. Where, where, where are my advisors? Tell me this stuff. So it goes back to what I said earlier. I, don't, I apologize. I'm not trying to knock these advisors. Is it? Is it, it? When you're not proactive and staying in touch with a with a client, these these questions are they come up, and they don't they don't even know what to ask them. So when I opened that gate for that asset protection strategy, I spent a good ten minutes talking about how trusts are structured. And then one gentleman said, "Well, well, I have I have a, a pretty good sizable estate." I'm working with my wife now to pick a trustee. Uh, that's a lot of responsibility for that trustee. And how do you do that? How do you help your families through that? And I, I talked about corporate trustee positions. We talked about Bridgeford Trust, one of our one of our uh, trust that we use trust companies out of South Dakota. So I talked about how trust protect assets, but they also protect it for future creditors. whether it's whether it's a divorce or whether it's a creditor someone trying to sue the family. So it was a bolt a really deep conversation about how trust now are a vehicle that that people use to do that. but remember, the administration that's now exists in Washington, they wanted to change all those rules. They wanted to eliminate some of these trust structures, the length of the trust. So they're nibbling at the edges trying to change what's real successful for families that transfer wealth. They're trying to change that for one very good reason. What is that? They need tax dollars. So that, that's the, I think that's our future. I think it's, we have to look at tax planning more focusly. That's my opinion. Uh, but I think that's a weakness that I see that's, that, that needs to be addressed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that corporate trustee conversation. That's a, that's a good one. Cause that is sure. something that we've, we've talked about a lot on, on this podcast. I think that is still coming up. We have, a, I think we maybe have one this week with uh, a, an independent trust company because families are looking for, you know, they want to design an estate plan that incorporates more asset protection than less to your point that, and that tends to be the goal that they have, um, at least from our experience. And one way to accomplish that is by incorporating these third party independent trust companies, as opposed to the family themselves taking over that trustee role. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, It's a fiduciary relationship. And a lot of families say, you know what, I think this is maybe not a burden I'd want to put on, let's say a family friend or a child or a sibling or something like that. Maybe let's look at that Outsourced independent trust company to be able to take over that role. So yeah, we are seeing a little bit more of that. And yeah, Bridgeford Trust, the podcast we did with with David Warren from Bridgeford Trust is, was a really good one for those listeners who haven't listened to that. That's a that's a really good primer on sort of how these trust companies work. So I would go back and listen to that.
2: Yeah, we we use Bridgeford personally. We they're they're trustees in our trust. So so it's there. There's a theme there that that I started to hear from that group. But what, what always amazes me after being in this business all these years, that really not a lot of stuff has changed. This still seems to be a weakness in advice across the board, or at least ideas that can advance the success of families moving their wealth, whether it's more tax efficiently or in trust to the generations or ask protections to make sure that they don't lose what they've created through, through, through their lifetime. Because because I think the government's always going to be there requiring tax dollars to be paid, and how do you how do you how do you manage that? How do you not, I, I, listen? I'm not trying to say you need, everyone needs not to pay tax, but but a lot of people pay a lot of tax. But there are legal ways to 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 not pay tax, and you should look into it uh, through your advisor community. The other question came up is uh, we talked about it in the podcast is the rules around IRAs, inherited IRAs. One of the, one of the one of the ladies that came up to me, they had pretty substantial IRAs. They 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 read an article about this the Secure Act, and she it's pretty good. She could not many people read this read that article. And she was aware of it. she goes. Well, I'm gonna have this. I have this big, very large IRA. My kids are gonna inherit, and they got to pay tax on it within ten years. So that's they're destroying my ability to transfer that wealth to my kids over over their lifetime under the stretch rules. So she was very savvy, but that came up too as well. So anybody with large IRAs or or accumulating 401k plans or pensions, be, be aware if you're not familiar with the Secure Act, to read about it because it it it'll, it it doesn't allow the stretch rules for your kids to stretch the IRA through their lifetime. They have to pay tax on whatever you leave them uh, over that 10 years. So it's just one of those things that popped up. Uh Try to think of uh, uh, one of the other things that popped up.
1: That was uh, why well, don't um, so, Oh, go ahead if you. It was it was it was, it was
2: family meetings because uh, I, I mentioned that in my my presentation that family meetings and communication that the kids are important and and it was amazing that that there are still people in the audience that came up to be honest. and said, "Listen, I I really am uncomfortable sharing with my with my kids what I have." I said to him, "I said they know you're rich. <laughs> you can't hide that. They, they see you have four or five homes or whatever. You can't hide that. The better way is to teach them to be respectful and, re- and to be responsible. The wealth you you're you're, you're going to give them. So so I, I I start to still hear the fact that people are not sharing
1: what they have with their kids because they're afraid to do that for multiple reasons. Yeah. No, that's that's always something that's that is a topic of mind of our families. I think I was going to say I think we're still." seeing a lot of our business owners struggle with recruiting and retention to key talent. We talk a lot about that. It, that is still a conversation that we're having at least weekly with families in terms of how do I how do I recruit and retain key people? How do I motivate them? How do I develop leadership? and, and from a succession standpoint, there's still a lot of families are struggling yeah. with that. they they don't have that built. and that's a long, detailed project to work on. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but that is something that, you know, we try to focus a lot with our families and business owner clients on. Uh, they they talk about that a lot. Um, and there's, again, we've had a lot of podcasts in the past that have talked about maybe some strategies that you could think about or ways that you could, you might want to incentivize, you know, your key people to keep them around um, and, you know, not uh, go be a, a bodybuilder influencer on in their spare time, which uh, I know. he said, he's doing pretty well, well, I know. And that's the, and that's the challenge. We talked about that last podcast, I think too, in terms of now it's, you know, it's, it's sort of a new economy out there uh, for lack of a better term. And, and if you are a business owner, you you have to recognize you're competing with more, you have more competition in different ways that you have to contend with. So it's, um so just keep, keep focus on it because, your business is your very likely your largest asset that you have in your family, so it needs to be protected.
2: Yeah, so it's so, so I guess my, my bottom line to this this podcast today is if I give you that global perspective, is that things are, are changing. They're not positive in a lot of fronts. People are concerned. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to get advice from, from what source. And I, and I challenge them that it's it's unfortunately it's in our in our court now. You have to. You have to adopt adopt a different philosophy in how you approach your wealth, and you are now responsible for making sure that you get educated the best you can uh, through sources that you you develop on your own to get ed- get educated. And I, and I said to all of them, I, I said, listen, I feel free to call call us at any time if you need a quick answer to something. To That's what we're all about. That's why we do these podcasts. I hope, hope they drive at least information to, to our listeners that they should start thinking about things they're doing maybe a little bit differently. That, that, so the message I left them was, it's all up to you guys, and you have to, you have to kind of start focusing on it more than you, than you have in the past. But first step is go back to your advisor team and say, I'm concerned about these issues. How can you help me? And honestly, if they can't help you, find another advisor because they're out there. So, so that's that's my message that I'm gonna leave with you. But I was I was very very thrilled to get those kind of questions. But but I also was very concerned that there's not a lot of advice that they're getting from their current teams to help them through all their all their issues. So I'm just I'm just I'm, I get a little passionate about this stuff because we we work hard to save our families from making these mistakes. But we're a small firm. We can't work with everybody that. In the world around us, so you need to find maybe a group that can help you do that uh, locally. Again, we're always available if someone mm-hmm.
1: wants to give us a shout. Michael, any more thoughts? No, I think this is good. I think this is still the key topics. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any more sort of unifying themes. Those are the we're, hot ones. Those are the hot ones. Week. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, um, and and tend to be consistent with even some prior conversations. But yeah, I think the general theme is be proactive. As as we said. You know, earlier here and in prior podcasts, it's it's important to be proactive. I I agree. I think it's up to, it's left up to the client to really drive that process, or not not the advisors. I mean, unless you have a Copper Beach that's tasked with doing that uh, on behalf of the family, but it if you don't, that's uh, unfortunately likely going to be your responsibility to make sure that you're being proactive with that, and um, you know, just just stay on it. So.
0: So, anticipate change, stay informed, and reach out to your advisor.
1: Correct. Yeah. Thank you, Wendy. So, that's you, <laughs> you, you pretty much summed it up Perfect. within 10 seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's,
2: it was, it's just frustrating where I, I get, and even one gentleman came up to me He said, He said, you're so passionate uh, uh, when you spoke to us. I said, Well, of course I am. If I didn't believe what I was doing and I had such an impact, I I would do something else. I said this is important stuff, and it, it, it's unfortunately you guys have to do it yourselves because no one's helping you unless you have a good team that can help you. But go back to them, push them, and again if they can't help you, get another team. I was that, I was that hardcore about it. Get get someone that's going to help you. Your money's too important to you, and they agreed. They said, you know what, John, I'm, I'm going to absolutely take take that to heart, and I'm going to call my 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 CPA next week. I know it's tax season for a lot of these guys, but after tax season, I'm gonna to talk to them because I need to sit down and go through my taxes and, and really start focusing on how to better manage my portfolios from a tax standpoint, how to move wealth tactfully through through the estate planning process, asset protection as you brought up, John, I need to look all that, although I read about it, I've heard about it, I just I just never, I never applied to, to me. And I, I think it based on your conversation, it applies to all of us in this room. And that was the that was the message.
0: Well, it's a good message and you keep giving it. We try our hardest. All right. All right, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate you and thank you for listening today. Please like, follow and share this podcast. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes
3: only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Copper Beach is not affiliated with American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., a member of FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., an SCC Registered Investment Advisor. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Any opinion expressed in this forum is not the opinions of American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., and American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. American Portfolios and Copper Beach Financial Group are not affiliated
1: with any other named business entities mentioned.